Didn't think it was possible for my feet to feel like 10,000 pounds as I walked up four steps, but it most definitely is right now. So um, hopefully I have a tendency to get a little nervous and ramble, but um, I would try to do this adequately. But um, let's pray. And uh, Father, we do thank you for today. God, I pray that as I share that uh, this wouldn't be about me, about um, any of that, Father, but just uh, about you and the work that you've done. Um, I know I'm not perfect, Father, and I know I'm still very much a work in progress and, and somebody that you continue to chip away at, Father. And um, just pray that as I share this, that you would help me to have uh, just calmness and, and just to remove myself from this, Father, and to know that this is, this is you um, and, and not me, God. Let me pray. Amen. Um, so as Bert said, my name is Brandon Horst. I'm a deacon here. Um, I've served the church in a, a number of roles in the past 20-some years. Um, I got to share my testimony at Revive this fall. Um, this won't be exactly the same. A little different when you can stand around a campfire, bonfire with a bunch of college kids versus this. Um, and ironically, I, I teach kindergarten through fourth grade, and I'm in front of hundreds of kids every day, and somehow this is way more terrifying than that. So, um, And I, I'll have to make some apologies. I am a little older and more emotional than I used to be. Um, I try to fight that, but I don't remember. Jason Badger, I think I learned this from you, that it, it just happens. So I, I appreciate the honesty, and it makes me feel a little better about myself that, that Jason confirmed a long time ago this was going to happen. So um, anyway, I grew up in Halsey, Nebraska. If you don't know where that's at, don't feel bad. Nobody else does either. Um, but I grew up in a place with, um, I guess, the values and belief of the Sandhillers. We are Nebraska nice. God loves us because we're from the Sandhills. Um, I grew up with that mentality that, that that's what really mattered in life is that that's where I was from. So uh, I, I grew up in a house. We went to church on occasion. Uh, I think I believed in God. I think God wanted me to be happy. I'm good. Um, so I kind of grew up with that. Um, God was more of a cosmic slot machine. And so if I, I did a little more good than a little more bad, I might get some good things out of my life. Um, I used to pray for girlfriend, a car. I mean, just very, very materialistic things. Um, you know, they all happened eventually, just just not exactly when and where I wanted them to. Uh, I got confirmed at the age of 15. Uh, a group of kids in my town, we all did. Everybody kind of just lumped together. Um, I can definitely tell you right now that we had no business um, saying yes to any of those things because none of us lived a life that actually um, actually was worthy of that at that point. But I got baptized, uh, sprinkled with water um, in front of a ton of people. I've got a Bible somewhere with a date on it for when that all happened. Um, but nothing changed in my life. I was still the same old me. Um, baptism was just something that I did because, well, there was five or six of us going through this little group, um, and that's what we were supposed to do. Um, so for a lot of my life, I, I kind of felt very lost. Um, I was not a popular kid. Uh, I did whatever I had to do to fit in, though. I kind of just constantly sought the attention and, and approval of my peers. Um, I wanted to be accepted, belong. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever tried that, but it's kind of exhausting sometimes when you are trying to do that, trying to fit in. Um, I, I graduated, ended up at CSC. Ironically, had never really set foot on the campus a whole lot until... Um, until college. But anyway, so college starts. I'm living my best life. Um, I'm free. I can do whatever I want to. There's nobody here that I know. I was the only kid from my school that came to college here. Um, nobody knows me, and it was kind of awesome. I enjoyed my freshman year. I got a new start. Um, this is not my high school. There's more than eight girls, so that was awesome. Um, I got a girlfriend right away, and I'm like, what the heck? This was way different than high school because, I, you know, high school I was undateable, I think, maybe. I don't even know. Um, 
but I was like, man, this is, this is way better dating odds than my high school was. And so I'm going through my freshman year, um, and I, I get a random phone call. Back in those days, the dorms had phones. Um, you just kind of, everybody had a dorm phone number. And so I guess it was this thing. There's no caller ID either. So people would just randomly prank call all these phones. And it's, you could just dial a four-digit number. Didn't matter what it was. And you could talk to some random person. Sometimes it was interesting. Sometimes it wasn't. Um, but anyway, I got a phone call. And it was a feminine voice. And I'm like, yep, I'm in. I'm, I'm good to go. And uh, so I talked to them on the phone. They're like, hey, we can come down and meet you. And I'm like, sure. We? And I'm like, what? We? And uh, four girls showed up in my dorm room. And I'm like, this is awesome. And uh, they invited me to hang out with them um, and to church eventually. And at the time, I didn't know they were Christians. I just thought four girls showed up at my door. And uh, so anyway, I eventually went to church with them, um, got to know them a little bit and hung out with them. And they would start to ask me questions about church, what I thought about the sermon, uh, what I thought about messages, just a lot of other things. And I kind of started to dip my toes into this group of people a little bit. Um, People kind of wanted to hang out with me. I was like, this is, this is pretty awesome. Um, I did kind of think they were holy rollers, a little too churchy for me. Uh, I still hung out. Uh, they did some things that kind of just was not my norm. Like they would get together and sing and play music and like sing Christian songs. And I'm like, you people are weird. And, uh, but I, I stuck with them. Um, for whatever reason, I assume nothing but the work of God in that one. Um, from then on out, though, I kept one foot in both worlds. Um, I didn't really want to give up anything about my life that I was living. Um, I, at the time, I just liked being liked by people. Uh, I'd come to church a few times, and at the time, they did altar calls where you're supposed to come forward, people can pray for you, or if you've never accepted Christ, like you can do all the thing. And uh, I never went forward, but I sat in my chair, and I could feel the pastor burning a hole through my head. Um, this guy would stare right at me, and I thought he knew me the things I've been doing. I'm like, who has he been talking to? Like, how does he know these things? And uh, at the time, I just didn't realize something was missing, and I didn't realize, um, you know, at the time, it was my own shame and, and guilt of the things I was doing the other six days a week outside of church. Um, I just knew I was very, very uncomfortable. But uh, things continued on. I went to a retreat in Spearfish with this in-group of people, and my friend Jenny straight up asked me, when we're sitting in the kitchen all by herself, she's like, would you go to heaven right now? And I'm like, you betcha. I'm a pretty good person. I've never murdered anyone. I've been baptized. And uh, so I continued on with this mindset of being good enough. And little things just kept coming up. Um, I had a friend that questioned what kind of life I lived, um, how I acted when I was with certain people. Uh, I'll be completely honest. I put myself in some situations in college I should never have been in. Um, it did depend on who I was around and to who I really was. Um, and ironically, my sweet mate at the time, uh, later on in life, we both um, professed to be Christians, and neither one of us knew it. And we had an awkward conversation one time where he said, I'm a Christian. I was like, well, me too. And he's like, I didn't know. I was like, I didn't either. And so we're kind of staring at each other like, you've seen that Spider-Man meme where they go like this? And uh, we're just looking at each other like, huh, that's, uh, that's interesting. Um, so anyway, there was, at about the same time, too, there was also a, um, a girl that I liked, and I think she liked me, I'm pretty sure. Um, but she wouldn't date me. And I was like, what's wrong with me that you won't date me? Um, which, two side notes here. I didn't ultimately accept Christ because I wanted somebody to date me. There are much easier things you could do in life. Um, and side note, too, stand firm in a dating relationship. Um, it's got to take huge courage to tell somebody, you know what, I do like you, but I cannot date you because I do not think you're living a life that you're actually saying you live. Um, I claim to know Jesus, but there was zero evidence of that in my life. There was no fruit. Um, so anyway, 
sorry. Uh, I began questioning what's all going on here. I'm like, what the heck? And uh, I started wondering, I was like, God, are you real? Um, and I can, I can still see it in my head that I'm walking down a hallway. I lived on third floor Andrews at the time. I'm sorry, I keep moving my mic, but um, I, I lived on the third floor Andrews. I'd been to church long enough that there's a deer, or a song that as the deer panteth for the water. Don't know why I hate that song with a passion, but I'm singing it, walking through the third floor of Andrews, and I look down this huge glass window, and there's a deer staring right back at me. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. And it, it just kind of stayed in my mind. I'm like, I was singing that song, and I see a deer, which I was like, that's, that's really weird. Um, anyway, I, I remember kind of thinking about that, and I opened my Bible the next morning, and it just became clear. Like, I, I saw things in a different light. Um, things kind of just came into focus where the Bible kind of made sense. Um, Jesus' death on a cross applied for me, too. wasn't everybody else. It, it was a very real thing. Um, and I, I called my friend, one of the girls from the, that came and visited my um, dorm room my freshman year, one of the, the, the four roommates, and I told her, I was like, I get it. I, I get what you guys were trying to tell me. I get what you were trying to do, and I totally understand it now. Um, I, I have found forgiveness for all of my sin, my stupidity. I was able to be free from all the baggage I carried around with me. Um, it wasn't about me or how good I can be. Nebraska nice didn't matter. Um, didn't really count for anything. And after that, um, guys, you know, I got plugged in and guys came around me, poured into me in several ways. Um, people came alongside of me. We built community. Um, I got plugged into Bible studies, small groups. Um, they began to pour in me and I began to pour into other people too. I still had a ton of questions, lots of things that I, I just didn't know the answer to, things I couldn't have explained to you. Um, and I got baptized. This time I got it. I understood why I needed to be baptized. I understood what Christ had done for me, and I understood what it really meant to go into the water. Um, and ironically, I, we're, we're a little hazy on the details. I'm in my 40s now, and things happened 20-some years ago. Um, I don't know if, once you get old enough, things just kind of blur together anyway. Um, but and I was, I was messaging my sweet mate because we're still friends on Facebook, and I messaged him yesterday, and I was like, did we get baptized at the same time? And he's like, I think we did. And so it's just a crazy turning thing for me to like two people who lived 10 feet apart from each other, had no idea the other people were Christians getting baptized at the same time. Um, just a huge testament to God working through people through, through random encounters. Um, like I said, if you haven't figured it out, now it's, it's been about 20 years ago that things... Um, kind of came into focus. Um, a lot's happened since then. It has not been perfect. Um, has not been easy. I still do a lot of dumb things I wish I didn't do. Uh, I still make mistakes. I have to repent, ask for forgiveness. Um, 20 some years ago, I was in college and things, things that I supposedly did in college still come up occasionally. Um, and it used to make me mad. Um, I, I made some terrible choices. Christ did a work in my heart. Um, and like I said, it used to make me mad, but it's, now I see it as an opportunity to just share that I am not the same person I was when you knew me back then. Um, it, it's, a, it's a huge testimony, and I, and I see the benefit of that. So um, I've learned some other things along the way. My faith had to be my own. I wasn't saved because of the people around me who were important in my life, or regardless of where they are now. Um, people around you will fail and disappoint you. I, I've seen it. I've done it. Um, my salvation doesn't hinge on anybody other than Christ, and yours doesn't either. Um, also, it's not just about being saved. You know, I, I, could have, I could have taken that moment when I was 15, and that could have been my catch-all. I, I could have been right with God, and I could have held on to that saying that I've been baptized. I got confirmed I'm good to go for the rest of my life. Um, but as I've read and studied the Bible, I don't see much about just being saved. There's a whole lot about trying to follow Christ and be more like him. 
You know, and ironically, I can love the concept of Christ, but I can't really know him unless I know what the Bible says about him. Um, I can tell somebody I have faith, but would they actually see that? Is there anything in my life um, that indicates that? So now I have a family. I, I've got teenagers, um, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to lead them towards Christ. And, you know, great irony, or I don't even know which one to call it, but the girl who wouldn't date me ended up marrying me. Um, and I, again, I didn't become a Christian for her, even though a lot of people thought that I did. Um, it, it can't be that way. It would be horrific if it was. So uh, I've got three kids that I pray will follow Jesus um, in spite of all the mistakes that I've made and continue to make. If you're a parent, you know, what are you doing to lead your kids to Christ? Does what you do at home line up with what they hear here and, and what they see at church? Do you talk to your kids about Jesus? Do they have any idea if he has done any work in your life at all? Or do you just show up on Sunday mornings and then the rest of the week you're ripping your kids out nonstop? What do you do that actually showcases that in your family? Because truthfully, if anybody's going to know you better than anybody else around you, it's your family, the people that are underneath your roof. Um, I also have a wife that was diagnosed with MS a couple years ago. Uh, it's been tough, and I'll probably just leave it at that. But um, through that, I've learned to pray boldly for healing, um, wisdom, and peace, you knowing that. Sorry. Um, but to be able to do that, knowing that he may not heal her in this life, um, I know that God's promises are good. I know that they're true. It's a reminder that my hopes are not in the things of this world. Um, this is not the final home for those who follow Christ. And at some point, regardless of what that looks like, that all things, all things will be made right. Sorry, I told you I'm getting a little emotional. Um, and then the other question that my, my wife asked me, she's, you got to talk about what God's doing in your life right now. How is he working? Um, Christ continues to show me love daily, uh, mercy, grace, and forgiveness on a daily basis that I do not deserve. Uh, and I'm not standing here claiming to be a benchmark of the Christian life because I will fail you. If your eyes are on me, you're looking in the wrong place. And I have failed to show you the right place to look. Um, I'm trying to follow Christ in what I've been given. I have failed miserably over and over again. Um, it doesn't matter if it's family or work or life or relationships, um, but I continue to pray that God will chip away at me and that I won't make excuses and just be stuck in my sin. Um, I'm trying to help others follow. There are some hard things to understand in the Bible. I don't know if you've read the entire thing, but there's some stuff you have to scratch your head at and just accept that it is what it is. Um, it does take study and it takes work. Have you ever gone to a Bible study, women's group, men's group, Sunday school? Do you go to a home group? Do you have anything outside of Sunday morning where you can get plugged in and somebody can pour into you and you can do the same with others? Um, and I know this sounds kind of terrible to say it, but I, I can't recall one sermon in my entire life that actually changed who I am. But I can recall a lot of little ones that continue to shape me. And so if you're looking for a quick fix one Sunday morning, it's not it. You know, a realization that Christ died for you is great, but what are you doing after that? What are you doing to get plugged in? Um, you know, and I, I used to pray a lot for very superficial things, um, but now I, I pray boldly knowing that he can do all things, but also having peace if my prayer is not answered in the exact way that I think it should be. Um, I don't have to understand it all. I can't comprehend everything there is to know about God. Um, discipling younger guys in the church, I'm encouraging them to get plugged in as they leave Shadron too. Some of the best moments I've had um, as part of this church is meeting with college guys, um, going through passages of the Bible and just living life together. 
Um, and there's a question, honestly, I, I couldn't have answered 20-some years ago. Um, what does it look like to lead the family in light of a gospel? I'm going to straight up tell you right now, we almost didn't get married because I got asked that question. Because I couldn't answer it. Not from any other standpoint of, if you're asking me this kind of a question, like, what am I in for? And it's a hard thing to really think through. And I did not have a good answer then. Um, I don't have a perfect answer now. But it, I, I do think a lot of these things like, what does it look like to lead the family in light of a gospel? Handling things that come up in a way that keeps the gospel central. Um, caring more about the heart than the outward obedience. You know, that's what I was for the longest time, as outwardly obedient, uh, a decent moral person with a wretched heart who just cared about myself. Um, lovingly trying to correct and being able to be corrected too. You know, for several years of my marriage, I, I had anger issues. I didn't want her to tell me that I was an angry person. Really didn't, because that made me angry. Um, and just walking through that and finally just being like, you know what, I could have handled that differently for sure. Um, and, and being able to have the people around me call me out for the things that are just not, not God-honoring. Um, you know, and some of the best things that we've been doing, and I don't know why we didn't do it sooner, but walking through the Bible after we eat supper, reading a passage, talking through it, just, just seeing what is there, um, praying for missionaries, praying for the people around us, having college kids in our house. Um, our food bill is horrendous. And I love it. Um, you know, we have people to overeat all the time, and it's a great thing. Um, you know, honestly, I wanted to wrap this up all nice and neat. And the reality is, I can't do that. I, I can't wrap it up because I don't think if you're truly following Christ, your testimony is ever over. Um, it, Ten years from now, my story is going to look a lot different. The roots of it will be the same. Um, things will change. I, I mean, my kids get older unknown future with an autoimmune disease. All these things just continue to, to shape who we are. Um, but I do know that God continues to chip away at me. Um, and I'm praying for you. Are you seeking him in your life more than just Sunday morning? That's been huge in my life, being plugged in for more than just a few hours a week. You know, and we're going to take communion here in a little bit. And communion's a great thing. It's a good remembrance of what Christ has done in our life. Juice and crackers don't save you. They don't do any of that. They can't give you that relationship with Christ. It's just an outward symbol of, of the work that Christ has done in our hearts, and it's a remembrance of the body and the blood that's been shed for us. Um, so, I mean, I could go to Walmart and do that. You know, I could buy the juice and the crackers, and that's, that's not it. So um, just something to think about there. Um, are you really, truly following? Who are, where are your feet? Are you, are you trying to follow yourself, your friends? Are you trying to just truly follow Christ and are you willing to plug in and push into the church?